Let's pray. God, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to gather, to worship you, and to celebrate some of these young people. God, thank you for the the plan that you have for them, the way that you have laid out your life, laid out their life for them long before they were born. God, and you gave them Jesus as the one who gave his life for them, that they could live that life. God, as we look at your word now and as we talk about uh, their futures and, and our lives, God, I just pray that you would open our ears and our hearts and our minds and that we would have we would have the willingness to be open to what you have to say to us. And God, we just pray that all of this is, as always, to your greatest glory in our lives and through the things that we say and that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So I was thinking about it this week. This is kind of cool. Uh, this is sort of like a wedding in a way. Because in a wedding, the, the job is to talk to a bride and a groom, but you want to have a message that speaks to everybody. And today, I get to talk to our graduating seniors, 15 of you. That's incredible. I, I still think of us sometimes as this little church that's happy to have one high school kid on a Sunday morning. There's 15 of you graduating. That is so cool. But I hope that the message is something that you can all get something from because, you know, God is at work in all of our lives. And the messages that we had when we were graduating from high school, you know, some of those things just really never get old and they still pertain to us no matter what age we're at. So we're here to worship God this morning, but seniors, we're here to celebrate you. We're here to celebrate you and this great accomplishment that you have just achieved. When you think about it, if you went to kindergarten, and most of you did, you have just finished a 13-year journey that brought you to graduation. For a lot of you, that's going to happen this afternoon. That's about two-thirds of the number of years you've been alive that you've been in school. To me, it seems like you should be having like a celebration, a closing ceremony, a, a championship ceremony, and that you're going to have a commencement ceremony. I've always thought that was kind of odd. Commencement means to begin. Commencement needs to start. It should be celebrating what you've accomplished. But I think the message is that everything that you've accomplished is just prelude to everything that you have ahead of you. So two-thirds of your life, you've been working on this goal. So what is it that you're commencing? You're commencing the life that you have now been prepared for. Maybe it, it feels like it's a conclusion ceremony. But in fact, the best of your life is yet ahead. Everything that you've worked on, all the, the studying and the tests that didn't seem like they mattered, and all of those things, you're beginning now to put them into work into the life that you will lead as you go forward. And there's going to be big changes. And most of them are going to be really awesome. Big changes like opportunities that you didn't have when you were younger because now you're, you're seen as a young adult. You're not a kid, a student anymore. There's opportunities. There's responsibilities. And a whole lot of changes. And what's really cool is you get to decide what all of that looks like. You get to make the choices. Many of you have figured this out already, but there's one decision that's more important in my humble opinion than anything else that you've got to decide, anything else that you're thinking about or struggling with. 
It's not where do you go to college or where do you go to work or do you pick up and, and follow a trade that you found interesting that you begin your way to being able to do that on your own. Maybe you're looking at taking over mom and dad's business. Or maybe the biggest decision you've got to make right now is where do you spend all the graduation money. But there's one decision that's bigger than all of those. That one decision is, will you invite Jesus on this journey with you? You've done the work. You've accomplished this. You're at the point where you get to commence. You get to finish your school career. But will you invite Jesus when you go wherever it is that you're going? See, that answer is important because for all the thinking you've been doing, the planning, uh, the praying, the, the stressing out, see, God has had a plan for you since before you were born. And really what you've been doing is trying to figure out and understand what that plan is. So the question really is, will you invite Jesus to help you live out the plan that God has for you? Or are you just going to go ahead and jump headlong into doing what you want with your life? See, the awesome thing about God is that he lets you choose. He lets all of us choose. In fact, he's got a plan for all of us. The Bible tells us, Jeremiah 20, 11, 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God created you for good things. As an adult, you might look back on your life and go, wow, I've had a lot of not good things. But if you know Jesus, God created you for a good plan. It's important because every single adult here still has to answer that question. Every time we have a decision to make, every single day, are we going to invite God into this decision or are we going to do it on our own? Are we going to live for Jesus or am I going to live for myself? Am I going to live in a way that honors God or am I going to live in a way that just pleases me? Do we trust in our best efforts or do we trust in the plan that the Bible says God has for us? A lot of you graduates, you've been going to Wednesday nights at North 40. You maybe don't know this, but we actually had some, some uh, intentionality behind naming that, that site. It used to be where we worshiped. We met every Sunday morning like this there. We decided to keep that property for a few reasons. Number one, it was great for what you've been doing there on Wednesday nights. We had to come up with a name for it. Well, obviously, it's north of here, and it's on County Road 40, so it's obviously North 40. But the other meaning, and an awful lot of things around here have more than one meaning, Jesus is our true north. Do we allow Jesus to set the compass and the direction for our lives, or do we just simply choose to do it on our own? If you were a part of North 40 on Wednesday night, you've learned a lot about life. You've learned a lot about Jesus. You've probably learned a lot about yourselves. You've had a chance to grow in your faith, to learn the importance of prayer. You have wisely chosen, and I say you've chosen because by the time you get to be seniors in high school, you kind of get to go where you want. Whether you've got your own car or not, you know someone who does. And you've chosen to be a part of that. You've chosen to surround yourself with other people of your own age who are working out their faith and they're preparing themselves for whatever it is that's next in their life. You've chosen to surround yourself with adult leaders that love you and care about you and want you to know Jesus and grow in your faith. But part of this commencement and, and going on to the next chapter of your life means you leave the safety of home. Even if you decide you're going to live with your folks for another year or two or 23 <clears throat> The world sees you differently. The world sees you as an adult, and 
There is some of the safety of your youth that you leave behind. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend. Listen to me, grown-ups. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all that you do, and He will show you which path to take. Why do we not rely on our own understanding? Because our own thinking can take us down a whole lot of roads that are way off of God's path for us. No matter what you decide to do as you step into your future, you are going to be challenged for believing in Jesus. You're going to be challenged by people who fear you for your conviction. They don't understand it. They don't know why someone young like you would stand so firm in your faith because they don't have that. And so what they end up doing is they end up being afraid of you and they give you a hard time for it. They're threatened by the fact that you stand for Jesus. Maybe they don't stand for anything but what they want. So they're going to make it difficult for you. You're going to be challenged by people who simply don't understand why you believe, what you believe, and who you believe in. And because they don't understand, because they don't do it themselves, they try to make you feel silly for it. They try to get you to change your mind, to do something different. You may have friends, you may have employers, professors, other people. They're going to tell you, you're too young. You don't, you don't really know what you're doing. You don't really understand this thing called faith. Come on, you're just doing what your parents taught you to do. You need to think for yourselves and Kind of the hidden message in that is somehow believing and trusting in Jesus is for people who don't think. And yet we know that couldn't be further from the truth. Some of those same people, they want to encourage you to make decisions about your life that will change you for who you are at your deepest level for the rest of your life, but then they're going to challenge you for your faith in Jesus. It's because they don't understand. They're threatened by you. They're afraid of someone younger than them who has conviction like you have. And in fairness, you might not be old enough to vote yet. You might not be old enough to buy a beer or sign for a mortgage. But you're old enough to know what you believe. You're old enough to stand for something. You're old enough to live for Jesus. And wherever you're headed, the great opportunity there is there's going to be people who don't know Him. Wherever you go, whatever you do, whether it's to work or to college, or for a year's travel around the world. There are going to be people who you encounter who don't know Jesus, and you have an opportunity to tell them. In the New Testament, Paul writes to a young guy named Timothy. And he's commencing, or he's beginning his life as a pastor of a church, and he's not really sure that he's ready for it. He's been raised in the faith. He's had the people around him, the adults who have helped prepare him. In 1 Timothy 4.12, Paul says, don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. You need to hear this one, folks. If you're a graduating senior, hear this. Don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. Be an example to all believers, including the grown-ups, in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity. You might be younger than a lot of the people around you, but that's no reason not to take a stand and to live out your faith. And here's one thing that I know, I'm certain of this. The world that you help to create and build and the future that you help define for us needs Jesus. The people in that world need Jesus. And they will need to see Jesus in you, in the way that you live, in the things that you do and don't do, the decisions that you make. And it might sound overwhelming, but it's not because you're not alone. And I'll tell you this, our nation, more than ever, needs you and your conviction and your faith because our nation needs Jesus.
the Old Testament book of Joshua, Joshua is taking over for Moses. And he's still a pretty young man, but he spent a lot of time, like you have spent with adult leaders, growing in his faith, learning to trust, understanding what it is that God has called him to. And God assures Joshua over and over and over. And I'm certain it's because he wants to make sure that it just becomes one of those phrases that's ingrained in Joshua's mind. And as we read the passages, we find out as Joshua moves ahead, he needs to remember this. And the phrase is this, I will be with you. God says, I will be with you. I will be with you. I will be with you. Whether you're a graduating senior or a grown-up adult, we need to remember that God is with us. When you look to God for direction and when we're obedient to Him, God is with us. God has a plan for us and He knows where it is that He wants us to go. And whether that's in the big celebrations... The decisions that can feel completely overwhelming. You're going to wonder, why in the world do people expect us to make these decisions? The moments that if you're really honest, you want your parents there to help you choose wisely because you understand how important the decision or the moment is. God will be with you. That's the promise. God will be with you. God will always be with you. In Isaiah 40, 31, it says, Those who trust in the Lord, and I hope that's you, and I hope it continues to be you, You'll find new strength. You'll soar high on wings like eagles. You'll run and not grow weary. You'll walk and not faint. Whatever you choose, you're going to get tired. The journey is going to be tough. You're going to feel like you're all alone. You're not. God will be with you. Stepping into adulthood and all the the great things about it isn't easy. The fact of the matter is you're going to have moments you don't feel up to the task. You don't feel like you're prepared. You don't feel like you know enough. You've experienced enough. You've learned enough. You may wonder if you've got what it takes. That's very normal. In the book of Job, 8th chapter, 7th verse, it says, And though your beginning was small, you will end with much. It might feel like there's just a whole lot of things you've got to figure out right now. You're going to look back and you're going to go, You know what? It was a small beginning, but it was a good one. Even though your beginning was small, you'll end with much. One of the things that I have clung to as true north in my life is a phrase I heard a very long time ago. That is that God doesn't call the most qualified for a task for Him. God doesn't call the most qualified. God qualifies those whom He calls and who are willing to answer. Be willing to answer. Be willing to step out in faith, knowing that you might not have all the answers, but God does. And God has helped to prepare you for whatever it is He's asking you to step into. Give yourself grace. Give yourself time to start slowly. A small beginning is okay. And work on building for yourself a solid foundation in your faith and with your friends and with God. And choose your friends wisely. You will be known for your friends, and your friends will help you make decisions whether you ask them about it or not. Choose your friends carefully. Paul says in Philippians 3, Dear brothers and sisters, I haven't yet achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead as he is commencing the rest of his life. He says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. You are commencing as you graduate from high school. You'll begin the first steps of the rest of your life. And it'll be a challenge, and that's good. It will not all be easy, and that's good. 
It is not going to be filled with all the guarantees that you wish were out there, and that is good. Because, oh, the adventure that it will be. Because God will be with you. In Hebrews 6, 19 and 20, Paul says, This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone there ahead of us. Whatever it is that you have as the next steps in your life will not be a surprise to God. They are not going to catch God off guard and you are not going to find yourself all alone. You are not all alone because God is with you. I heard Steve say it earlier in the prayer, your life is like a book. You alone are the one that gets to fill the pages of that book. You get to decide what each chapter is going to look like and what it is that you're going to do. As you do, remember where you come from. Remember who you believe in and remember why. Why is Jesus important to you? Why is that relationship the most significant one of your life? And remember something, that that this isn't a sprint that you're in. Small beginnings are not a bad thing because you are beginning a decades-long marathon where all of the little decisions, all of the big decisions, all the things you do that you don't think matter, all end up becoming who you are. Because who you are matters. Whose you are matters. And who you live for matters. It'll matter every single day for the rest of your life. Please don't ever forget that. Even the smallest decisions aren't always the smallest decisions when you look back on them. Don't ever forget who you are. Don't ever forget who it is that you belong to and who you live for. Ecclesiastes 7.8 says this, Finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. Today, you start as you commence, you start knowing that finishing and the importance of finishing well is still a long way off. But you're not alone because God is with you. And for all of us, what we need to remember, whether you're 17 or 18 graduating from high school, or whether you're an adult trying to make sense of where your life has become, remember that God is at work. God is at work in your life. God is at work in the graduating senior's life. And God will never give up on you. And the promise that God made to Joshua is the same promise that God makes to us. I will always be with you. Let's pray. God, thank you for these graduating seniors. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to just stop a little bit and to celebrate them and their great accomplishment. And God, they they haven't gotten here on their own. There are leaders and adults and people who have surrounded them, who have been the village that you have put around them to help raise them in faith, to help bring them to the age that they are. God, thank you. Thank you for people who love you and who trust you and who, who live for you. Thank you for teachers in our school districts. Thank you for administrators who love you, God. Thank you for custodians and anyone else in our schools who lives for you and who loves for you and is who an example, who is an example for our children. God, thank you because they are there. You have placed those adults in our schools when we as parents can't be there. God, we thank you for them. We thank you for these young people and we thank you for the incredible adventure that they have that, that awaits them. And God, we just ask that they would every day look to you, that they would never, ever forget, God, that you were with them. In Jesus' name. So people have been asking, what's on your shirt? Yep, it's another Bigfoot. Not saying that I necessarily believe or that I don't, but here's the deal. Anything's possible.
Seniors and those of you who are no longer graduating seniors and you're out there living life, remember with God, anything is possible. We can approach life like a graduating senior and say, with God, anything is possible. Whoever, wherever, whatever it is. In your life, when we're living with Jesus, God is with us and anything is possible. And not only do you need to live with that hope, that sure and certain hope, but I promise you there are people around you, just like the graduating seniors are going to meet people, there are people in your life who do not have that hope, who do not know Jesus. Maybe the best thing you can do is to share with somebody your hope that anything is possible, not because of how hard you try or how smart you are, but because of Jesus in your life. That might be the best message they can hear.